0: 角色
1: Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring, one longing look-filled minute at a time.
2: It's so good. I'm Norman Mitchell. (laughs) I'm Cassandra Fredrickson.
1: And joining us again today is our friend Catherine Brown. Hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) And today we're going to be talking about Minute 97, which starts with Enya beginning to sing in the the background of Rivendell, in the theme. Yeah and ends mm-hmm. with aragorn holding the Evanstar. uh
2: the pendant the
1: pendant which Not is like pocket arwen's uh, <laughs> arwen's namesake
2: <laughs> yes mm-hmm.
1: and this this minute is framed very beautifully this this conversation this whole little scene
2: yeah I guess I got a little mm-hmm. ahead of myself because that that cute little gazebo is in this minute, not the yes. next minute. But it just,
1: it just slowly. My point still in the frame. stands. It's really pretty. It is. <laughs> yes. Like uh, I like the way that all the light is like coming out of the Rivendell building, the Rivendell buildings, and not so much pouring onto them as much.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, there's that really um, the like the moonlight. Yeah. That's also washing over them. Yeah.
1: And then in this, on the bridge, there's like the two very artistic streaks of light coming from right. the canopy.
2: Yeah. hmm It's
1: very, it's very fairy tale.
2: Yes. I mean, they're standing on a bridge. And Started there's by like water. a stream. Yeah. And, oh man, it's so romantic. I love this it scene is so, so much. <laughs>
1: and they're, they're speaking in, in, a, in a very fancy, romantic sounding language to each other. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. I like I, I like what she some of what she says in Elvish. It's like you do not you did not have the cares you carry now,
2: mm-hmm. which I think mm-hmm. is
1: an interesting. It, it's a very like it's it's a pretty way of putting that.
2: You're old. You're
1: old. <laughs> like, do you remember Do you remember what I told you? And then that's when he starts speaking in in English.
2: Yeah, I like the. You uh, look so
1: taken aback at that question. Like, of course, I. Remember.
2: <laughs> I <laughs> like how um how sheepish she looks when she says. Do you remember what I told you in Elvish? Like she's, I don't know. It's there's they have such good chemistry. Yes, and
1: they intentionally wrote more scenes for them to have together than was originally in the script because of how good a chemistry they had in their first scene that they shot together. Mm. Uh, Philip Philip and Fran mentioned that in the commentaries. Yeah,
2: and I mean, like their romance is not necessarily central to the plot of but
1: it is important to aragorn's character right incredibly yeah,
2: important. yeah that's what i was gonna um because i mean it's least not part a of that is because story... what were you saying
0: i said at least part of that is because it's not in the book itself because arwen tolkien didn't know about arwen until very late in writing the book which means that all of the aragorn stuff he couldn't fit it in
2: yeah
1: which is why the appendices is all these like flashback things to conversations that happened off screen so to speak right in the book mm-hmm.
0: they're awesome and i wish he had been know. able to tie them into the main storyline
1: but yeah no i'm that's part of the reason i'm super excited for the release of the baron and Luthian book this year
0: oh yeah
2: to mm-hmm. see
1: how uh how well that gets all crafted together, pulling it out of the Silmarillion and putting it into its own volume Mm -hmm. with additional material. Mm -hmm.
2: But I mean, like coming from the standpoint of Lord of the Rings as a mythology though, like it's not the love story that's central to it, but it's important that mythology, because mythology is like covered with love stories, Yes, you know, Mm -hmm. like these these big epic romances that like span you know oceans and whatever so i like that tolkien's answer to that is having this mythical immortal being um like give up everything that she knows to be with this like grungy dude like you know (laughs) it's grungy dude (laughs) and like he and like it's not that he's not i know i know like when i say grungy dude i'm not talking about like just some schmuck on the street but like (laughs) he...
1: Someone who looks like they'd be in Nirvana.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Like, early 90s.
1: Wearing but, his flannel and his ripped jeans.
2: But, I like... I can see Viggo
1: Mortensen in a flannel and ripped jeans. That'd
2: be amazing. I'm down for that. But, Aragorn also is, like, a mythical being in himself, almost, because he's, like, you know, he's, mm-hmm. like, the line of kings and whatever. He's, like, 1-216th elven. Right. So... He, I mean, he does. If you read the appendices, Elrond says
0: pretty clearly that the only reason he's going to let Arwen marry Aragorn is because Aragorn is, in fact, a king. Yeah. (laughs)
2: So, I mean, I don't know. But I like that we get these little glimpses of their romance in the movie because A, Mm -hmm. Arwen's awesome. And it just adds. It's like this breath of fresh air in, like, the dude, like, fest, you know? Yeah. Like, this whole movie is just, yes. like, dudes yeah. and...
1: Well, because the whole story is just dudes. No, I didn't know. go out of his element to, like, write something he didn't understand. No, I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, we women
2: are so difficult to understand. Uh, but... <laughs> I don't know. We're not unicorns. It's just, yeah, like, I know. Just talk to us, like... <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's, you know it was a hundred years ago no almost. I, know.
2: I understand no i understand but it's just like a really i'm glad that they went out of their way to step aside from a like a quote-unquote faithful adaptation yeah. to add arwen and give her more of a, a role and i talked about that
0: mm-hmm.
2: when like the flight to the floor yeah but there's also like because you have this this um like this badass like elf maiden that shows up in flight to the ford and then you also have this very lovely and ethereal and like very feminine Arwen too yes. and i like that she can mm-hmm. be both and that it's awesome mm-hmm. yes because like a lot of the times in media like in order for a woman to be badass she, like she has to not be for sake her femininity. Yeah, yeah which is mm-hmm. stupid but, but... <laughs> we also see yeah. a very
1: like feminine side of aragorn here too
2: well yeah and i mean like
1: are which you talking about like
2: the fact that he's able to emote? Like,
1: no, well, just in the way that he's central with touching is like more of a feminine trait generally. I guess in yeah. characters.
2: Yeah, I guess so.
1: Uh, so it's it's cool to me that we also see that in Aragorn that he's not just like this big manly man.
2: Right. Yeah, it's not this like, like big dude. It's like oh muscles. He's, he's
1: very rarely just. He's very rarely like that. That very super masculine type right. of character in this movie, which is very refreshing as well to mm-hmm. see in like. What is ostensibly, like, in myth, like, the same guy that would be filling the role as, like, Perseus or
2: right.
1: Achilles or, or like, whatever.
2: like, mm-hmm. uh, Beowulf. Or Beowulf. Yeah.
1: Probably much, Beowulf. Much more, a much more apt. <laughs> right. Because,
2: you It's know, like Beowulf, Tolkien translated it or something. Yeah.
1: It's like, one of the first yeah. things he did. Yeah. With, was a translation of Beowulf. That's much more apt. I don't know where I was going. It was somewhere <laughs> in my brain. Well, it's myth. Yeah.
2: It's just a different type of myth.
1: Yeah. That uh, that kind of epic.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the other little thing about this scene, before I, before I talk about the thing that always kind of makes me laugh here, because there's so many little moments that make me laugh in these movies, mm-hmm. uh, is that this minute is so framed around hands and eyes. Yeah, it's like pretty much it's mm-hmm. so much of the focus once you get to their conversation, and it makes it very sensual.
2: Yeah,
1: it, it the the sexual tension kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and the, it's very much intentional. Peter Peter Jackson talks about wanting to frame it in that way. He just wanted it to be mo- like all hands and eyes.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's really effective with what they're talking about and the lighting and everything else to really frame this as these are two people who've been in love for a long time mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. are very, very comfortable with each other's bodies and each other's skin. Right. And like we talked about with Zoe, it's so refreshing to see a relationship that's already established. In like a fantasy story, right? They're like not this. like
2: meeting and falling in love and like hearts, hearts in their eyes and stuff. Right.
1: It, it's so refreshing to see an established couple in a story like this, mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. having to go through all the the bull crap that comes along with love stories.
2: Right. Like the like the meet cute. I mean, like meet cutes are awesome, but like I, like so often you have like movies that are just about the love story, and I like that the. I guess what I was trying to get at earlier is like I like the lot that the love story is peripheral. Yeah. And it's happening in the background and it fleshes mm-hmm. out these characters, but it's also like not the thing that we're supposed to be focusing on.
1: Yeah. In some ways, I've always considered that they included all this Arwen love story stuff as kind of being more faithful to the work because it's more faithful to how Tolkien felt about the story by the time he was done, mm. as opposed to what was written and published while it was mm. coming out. Yeah. So I've always felt like including these was like even more important to like the greater story of Lord of the Rings. Because it's Mm -hmm. so important to Aragorn's character, Mm. and so important, and also important to Elrond's character,
2: right? Mm -hmm. Because we talked about like salty Elrond last week.
1: (laughs) Men are weak. (laughs) Such venom.
2: I know. (laughs) I mean, he's just—he hated
1: his great, great, great granddad.
2: He's just looking out for you know his own. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I mean, I'm not a parent, but like, if you. Where like knowing that your like offspring was giving up their immortality and their their life. Basically. It's also knowing that
1: you'll never see them again. Right. Like, there's a lot going on here. Yeah. Emotionally, in these stoic immortal elves that are supposed to be kind of apart from that in a way.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The uh,
1: the book leading up to the Council of Elrond, there's a scene with Bilbo telling a speaking verse to some elves. And they go out of their way, because Bilbo asks, well, can you tell what I wrote and what the Dunedain Rangers wrote of this story? And the elves are like, no, we can't tell two mortal verses apart.
2: <laughs> Burn.
1: <laughs> there might be subtle differences that you notice. No doubt to sheep, other sheep seem different, or to the shepherd.
2: Oh my god. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> that's like,
1: that's something that these elves that Bilbo tells stories to in Rivendell say to him.
2: Oh man, Bilbo must, like...
0: yeah. Aragorn, and Bilbo in fact, takes it all didn't in write any of that funny. poem because he said uh, if Bilbo had the cheek to write verses about Arundel in Elrond's house, Aragorn was not going to have any part in that. Um, which yeah. I must have read that but part he of the book like 50 gazillion times before I realized the reason why is because Arundel is in fact Elrond's father.
1: <laughs> yes. Arundel the Mariner. Uh, and the only part of that story that is aragorn's is that aragorn insisted that bilbo mentioned a silmaril but he didn't call it a silmaril to bilbo
2: mm-hmm.
1: a, a green stone
2: man i like how that's so funny i wish that they had included that in the movie i know that they didn't have time to but like yeah
1: mm-hmm. a lot of the bilbo stuff that's in the book in rivendell is really interesting yeah and it's just so, kind of not here he's
2: so cheeky mm-hmm. and yes. like i like that earlier on like Bilbo in Hobbiton is like has all these airs and graces and then the elves just put him in his place and yeah. just like yeah okay <laughs> well because that line
1: and Bilbo takes him in stride he kind of laughs it off he thinks that the elves are kind of stupid for not being able to tell the difference
2: yeah it's just like two different kinds of pretension like yeah. trying to talk to each other I think that's hilarious
1: it's great it really is <laughs> uh Bilbo is uh Bilbo has a lot more to say and do in the book when they're in Rivendell right. which is which is sad because Ian Holm is a wonderful Bilbo
2: yeah. And I wish I mean, there was more of him. Because, like, we we talked about it before. Like, Bilbo showing up again just kind of slows everything down. Yes. So I understand that they mm-hmm. needed to, like, show him, but also, like, get him out of there as soon as possible so that yeah. the, the plot can continue.
1: Yeah, because things work differently from page to screen.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Because, you know, the momentum of someone reading a book is at their own pace. Mm-hmm. It's not dictated. So.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: I think that's... That's a that's a lot of what's going on in this minute. I do love her dress, the light coming through it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. It's very. It gives her a little more of an ethereal quality.
2: Oh, did you want to talk about, like, Magician Arwen?
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that always makes me laugh. Like, Aragorn is so lost in this conversation and, like, what she's talking about that he somehow doesn't notice, nor do we, that she takes the necklace off of her neck,
2: mm-hmm.
1: puts it in his hand, and closes it. And... He looks down at it, and it still has, like... It's not like she just took the pendant off the necklace.
2: Right. It's the the, chain, too.
1: Yeah, the chain and all is in his hand. Like, it's still on the chain. It's just like, how did she... How did she do this?
2: Well, maybe it's It's like... magic. You know how, um, like, in some movies or TV, like, they just, like, tug on the chain and it comes loose? Maybe it's one of, like, those, like, trick clasps where you don't have to actually, like... Yeah, maybe. Fiddle with the little tab and...
1: I mean, if that's the case, then Aragorn the puts struggle. a different clasp on it because it never comes off his neck Yeah. once we see right. him start wearing it.
2: Well, I wouldn't want to lose that. Yeah. If that's, like, literally her namesake. Like... Yes. Because her name is Arwen Evanstar. <laughs> right.
1: And this is the Stark. Right. Which ap- they had some conversation about whether or not it was really a thing and dug through some of the ancillary material and found that it is actually an object. But in the book, she gives it to Frodo at the end.
2: Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm
1: hmm. Which is which is interesting. Yeah. In the because they there's a lot of interactions that Ar- Arwen has with Aragorn that come from the book or the appendices that are actually Arwen to Aragorn or Arwen to Frodo words or actions mm-hmm. that they make mm-hmm. part of this Arwen to Aragorn story because they help shore it up while also still referencing things from the source material because right. mm-hmm. it's not as though there's actually a whole lot of dialogue even in the appendices talking about Arwen or Ar- Aragorn. She's like they had this conversation. This happened.
2: Well, I remember. I don't. Oh man, I I was flipping through my copy of the book, and my copy of the book is a like a like not an omnibus, but like it's like a one volume where all three Mm -hmm. books are in one. So I don't remember which book or which appendix it was in. Appendix, Appendix. (laughs) (laughs) append (laughs) appendix. Um, Which appendix it was, Um, but there's this line that I remember um, Arwen saying to Frodo about his wound, and it kind of reminded me of, I think that's like what they took the what she's saying to Frodo at the Ford line from. from. Like, she, because she is giving up her, her ticket, basically, into the West. So she kind of she gives that ticket that, to Frodo. Yeah, she bestows that to Frodo because she knows that if Frodo doesn't go, he's going to, like, turn into a wraith anyway. So, yeah.
1: And he's safe from that fate in the West.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, basically, like, basically, she gives up her spot to him. And that's why he mm-hmm. is able to go. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. It is cool. It's, it's like awesome. the It's like the coin to cross the, the river. Yeah, into the Greek underworld. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah. It's
1: like uh, you you get my pass into the afterlife. Yeah. I'm gonna stay here.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna stay here, be a queen. It's cool. Uh, it's with my good.
1: husband by like a hundred years or something like that. Oh, I can't remember how much longer sad. she lives than him. It's uh, I think it's a decent amount. Because he lives like another sixty years or something like that after the story ends.
0: I thought he lives to mm-hmm. be like, maybe
1: even longer than that, like another lives hundred to be like years after that. Two years
0: yeah yeah he lives some I think it's more than 100, like 100 years 100 years wow yeah because his oh. reign is like
2: long and peaceful yes it's not just like 20 years and then just like, I know it's not 20 years the King's dead bop, bop, bop. I'm pretty sure because like he's he's
1: he's 88 here
2: yeah he's in his late mm-hmm. 80s and I'm pretty sure he'll be till his like mid200s
1: mid200s yeah okay
0: something like that
1: maybe it's just hard for me to like think about a dude living that long.
0: Well, yeah, like that's why it's a myth.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Of got queen, a as here. queen of elves and men, she dwelt with Aragorn for six score years, which is hundred and twenty years.
1: Twenty, yeah, okay, that's a long time.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: A very long time. So he lived to be a little over two hundred.
2: Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Sweet deal.
1: Got to live. Got to live uh, a very long life for the very pretty elf.
2: That's the dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, did you have any other notes, Catherine?
0: Um, nothing that's really jumping to mind. Okay. So. Yep. I think that wraps up today then. Yeah,
1: it does. Okay. So also on duelinggenre.com where you can find us, you can find The Doctor's Companion, a podcast about Doctor Who, and Geek by Night, a fictional audio drama about some nerds and superpowers.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Thank you for joining us again today, Catherine.
0: Thank you for having and me.
1: As always, special <laughs> <laughs> and as always, special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Leaper182. Have a good
2: Tuesday. Yeah. Bye. Bye.